Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passion, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. Uh, I've been debating on doing this particular podcast, PSA if you will, but it's been on my heart and mind for a few weeks now. And that is just talking about Stephen Twitch Boss. For those of you who don't know who he is, he was a hip hop dancer, well a dancer, producer, a DJ, so many things, very multi-talented person who uh, was only 40 and committed suicide. And man, I was really rattled by this one. And I know there's been a lot of celebrities or famous people like Robin Williams. That one rattled me a bit too. And Anthony Bourdain and other celebrities who have taken their own life. Specifically Robin Williams and Twitch, I think both really caught me off guard. Like so many others too. I mean, if you go through Instagram and and all the social feeds, people are just shocked. I mean, I thought it was fake news when I first read about it. I was like... There's no way. I mean, he has such a beautiful family, seems so happy, and what a talent and success and everything. And I know I'm going to be very cliche in some of the things I'm saying that other people have also said. It's like, I had no idea who knew something was going on with him. And frankly, we still don't know what exactly was going on with him because it's one, none of our business. And two, we only see especially if it's a a celebrity, you know, we only see the highlights reel. We only see everybody's highlights reel on social media. And, but man, I just, I was so sad. I had a chance to, to meet him briefly. I think I talked about it in another podcast, um, in 2015 at D23. And he was there just supporting his wife, Allison, who is part of the Talent Central. And I was working Talent Central. I was working for ABC at the time. And um, she was part of, you know, the Dancing with the Stars group that was up there uh, taking pictures, signing autographs. And nobody was kind of coming up to him. I I mean, he was kind of incognito. He had his hat on, backpack on. And so, of course, I couldn't help myself. And I introduced myself and just told him just how awesome. I loved watching Monso You Think You Can Dance and just think he's so talented. And um, he was so humble and so kind and granted a selfie with me, which I definitely cherish now um, even more. And, and all through the pandemic and loved, loved, loved following him and Allison watching their, their dances and then their family dances together just always brought so many smiles to my face and just really respect the guy from you know, starting out as like hip hop dancer and in small parts and then watching him do and conquer all of these different dance styles on that show. And for a former dancer like me, it was like, yes, wow, that's not easy to do. You know, usually somebody falls into a specific style and then you can kind of pick up other styles if you are, you know, a good dancer. But I mean, he aced him. He was he was just incredible. And so, you know, I was just thinking about everything and I know a lot of people are trying to make sense of it and I my heart really goes out to his wife his kids his family um like what a what a loss right for everybody but then I get so annoyed with everybody on social media it's like here we go again every human has to have an opinion on everything right we all have to make sense of everything and it's like oh well 
he should have, you know, because he was successful and rich and whatever, it's like, why didn't he get help? Why wouldn't he have gotten help? You know, that's, that's weak of what he, what he went through. And then other people are like, oh my gosh, mental health and it's real. And people who put on a front, which clearly that's what Robin Williams had been doing for so long. Like you just never know what's going on inside of their minds and their heads. And then people who haven't experienced depression, you know, again, passing a lot of judgment and, um, we none of us will ever know what's going on in someone else's head it's like we like to think that we're dime store psychologists I mean myself included I have to be honest as you look from outside in and you think gosh dude get help like don't take that way out and as a as a child of someone who committed suicide there is a trigger there for me because it bothers me probably even more so because I am somebody left behind as a result from it I never knew my dad then as an adult. You know, he took his own life at 16, when I was 16. And um, I just, it does feel to me, I do get angry. And I did get angry about that too. I was sad and I was, I was so bummed for his family and so sad. But then I was also like, how dare you? How dare you take a light out of this world? Like you have a purpose. Every, I believe that God created every single one of us for a purpose on this planet. Now, we, it's not all everybody's purposes necessarily to live 80, 90 years. Some people's purposes are living shorter amounts of time. And I know that sounds super morbid, but I do believe that when our purpose is done, that that is the number of our days. And for us to play that God role, if you will, and to take our own lives. I know I'm getting into weird territory and some of you might be like, what, is she gonna start talking about euthanasia? No, what I'm saying is this is just what I believe is that by you taking that into your own hands, are you are you robbing the world of your light? Are you robbing others of your purpose and what you're created for and what you're here to do and to be? And that does make me mad and sad because then I get really empathetic of, wow, for someone to feel that that was the only way out, that that was the only way to not feel such intense pain and hopelessness, even in spite of them having, and that probably is what pushes them even more is like, I want for nothing. I have a great family. I don't need money. And I still feel like this. Wow. What else is there? It's like, part of me goes, oh my gosh, I get it. And, um, my husband actually battles depression and I, I struggle with trying to understand what that feels like, but I do see it and how awful would that be to go through every day where it's like, it's just as, it takes so much effort even just to get out of bed some days and some mornings, or you just want to constantly sleep and that feeling of emptiness and hopelessness has got to be so just numbing and Anyway, it just, all of these things kept going through my head and, um, it just goes to show too, like just how important, you know, taking care of your mental health is. And as leaders, I think, especially again, leading ourselves. And here's the thing. We all have mental health issues. Every single one of us have a mental health issue. It's just to what extent you're like, well, that makes no sense. Well, bear with me on this one. Have you ever had a thought in your head that I'm not good enough? I'm not smart enough. Why would anybody listen to me? I've had imposter syndrome. I've been down on myself. All of those are the thoughts in your head. And those thoughts, if you let them spiral and get out of control and succumb you, can really start to flush you down a a really bad toilet, frankly. So we all have the propensity. I know that some people have 
chemical, you know, issues like and have those conditions, that's a little bit different. But I'm saying like, mental health is all of us, we all have to take care of the thoughts in our heads, our brains, and to be very aware of what's going on. Because there's this uh, quote from Gandhi that I really like, your beliefs become your thoughts, your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, your habits become your values, and your values become your destiny. It just goes to show that the thoughts in your head that you let entertain, and if they're there and they're, you know, constant and hindering your life, hindering your ability to create happiness and choose happiness and joy, then please get help. There's so many people out there. There's so many ways. It's not a taboo subject anymore. It's so sad to me that it used to be so taboo for people to talk about, you know, mental health. It sounds like, oh no, we all have to wear little white jackets and, you know, be in a a cuckoo's nest. I mean, that's the stigma that used to be when, geez, just in my parents' lifetime. And even when I was younger, like no one talked about this when I was young and in school. And sadly, I feel like mental health and issues are so much more prevalent. Part of that, I believe, is because we aren't teaching our kids from younger ages about resilience and about courage and about strength and about the ways that you can, you know, continue to battle the cruel issues of this world. I mean, the fundamental reality, and this is going to sound very defeatist, is the world's going to always be an ugly place to some extent because it's full of people. And unfortunately, since the beginning of humanity, there's always been people who choose good, which is great. And there are always going to be people that choose bad and hate and stupidity and whatever. And unfortunately, that's just the reality. We don't live in utopia. There's no such thing as utopia. It doesn't exist because we live in, in as a human species with free will. And free will means that Sadly, some people are going to make bad decisions, and some of those bad decisions are going to impact us, and we can decide how they're going to impact us in what ways. And I'm talking more about the weight of the world and how that mentally beats us down and then how that can spiral us into hopelessness. You know, when you hear about these young kids taking their own lives because they're bullied, it's like, oh my gosh, shame on the bully, shame on the parents, whoever whoever was was down on that kid and that kid's issues and problems but also we also got to raise people to know that you are going to get bullied through your entire life as a kid as an adult in the work environment at school it's going to happen so you also have to teach courage and teach resilience and strength and oh my gosh self-confidence I didn't say it was easy just saying if we if we did more of that and we stood up to bullies because the only way you're going to, you know, kick bullies in the ass is like if you stand up to them. And that includes the bullies at work. That includes the bullies that might be your boss or your teacher or anybody else in the world. Because there's no human better than you. I don't care what their title is. I don't care what their position is in the world. And it's sad that there's so many authority figures that you can't trust. But it's true. It's like, well, you're no better than I am. So that's your opinion. And your opinion is not my business. We need to do that more. And again, I'm not speaking about, I'm not a doctor, obviously. I'm not speaking about, you know, people who are born with certain mental conditions. So that's a separate thing. But I think there is more prevalence in the things that I'm talking about because there's so many more opinions out there. There's so much more 
openness to opinions with social media and the internet and such. It's like we're seeing more that's impacting our brains and impacting our mental health. So it is, there is accountability and there is up to us to try to, how do we, how do we counter those? How do we battle those? How do we get help for those? Um, and like I said, I'm, you know, Twitch is just one example and I am not saying that, oh, if he just did this, he would have been okay. I don't know his situation. All I know is it's heartbreaking to see someone who took a light, extinguished a light out of this world and left behind people who just love him and admire him. And um, there has to be help and there has to be a better way. So here's a few sips. First sip. I think as leaders, we need to pay attention. Pay attention to the signs that someone is struggling. Pay attention to people when they say things that might sound like, hey, I need to pull at that thread a little bit. Let's have a conversation. It shouldn't be taboo to talk about these things when people are struggling or emotionally impacted by something or somebody or anything. Like be there for people. And I know it's easy to not, and I think it's easy to get sucked into work and tasks and projects and the things and your daily checklist and all that but really as a leader it should people should always come first and you should always be more in tune with the mental state of your team are they are they drained are they about to lose it are they struggling I mean whatever that is very simple how are you's no really how are you don't give me the norm of fine thank you how are you how are you? But you, you got to really tap into your intuition, your gut, and that emotional intelligence to stay in tune with the people in your life. And that includes your family and that includes friends, right? Being a leader doesn't mean you have direct reports. Being a leader means that you're looking out for everybody around you. All right, second sip. I just want to also, like Mel Robbins talked about this in one of her podcasts too, is Mental health issues are not something that you can ever fully understand because you cannot possibly walk a mile in that person's shoes. You just can't possibly. You, you can say you're the most empathetic person in the world or sympathize or whatnot, but even if you have the same condition or have the same problems or it's never exactly the same. So I think we all need to stop trying to feel it and trying so much to to understand it rather than just be there for people. So stop with the dime stroke psychology. Stop with the whole like, oh, I get it. I get it. Oh, it must be. It must be. No, I think as humans, we try way too hard sometimes to just fully understand and claim we understand something when we really don't. Sometimes people just need an ear. Sometimes people just need someone to like reach out to them out of the blue and just say, hey, just thinking about you. Just want to say hi. You never know when that text might come into somebody's phone at just the right time. I believe that. I've heard stories of that happening over and over again, too. In fact, people have said that to me, where it's like someone comes into your brain out of the blue, and it's like, wow, I haven't thought about that person in a while. I believe, too, it's also something, someone for me to pray about, pray for, and I do. And I will always like send them a text or maybe pick up the phone, and it's so funny 99.9% .9 of the time, they, they will say, oh my gosh, your timing couldn't have been better. I really could use a friend right now. Or, oh, I needed that meme, like that, that encouragement, that word, whatever that was that you felt that you should share with somebody. But to do that, we also have to take a step back and just, you know, 
be that person. And again, it's not about fully understanding. It's just about, you know, encouraging others. All right. And the last sip is I, just anybody out there that feels like they've had these types of thoughts or had those really hopeless feelings. There is a 24-7 hotline and it's just by dialing 988 anytime. It's a suicide hotline and you can call that, talk to somebody. I think it is so, so, so important and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing stigma about it. There's nothing. In fact, what an amazing story people have when they have stories that they can share that says, yeah, I was suicidal. And by the grace of God, or by that one person's, you know, message in that one moment, or that time, I stopped and I got help. And now I have this story that I can share with others to encourage others. And so that's what I really hope for everybody out there that are experiencing these really tough feelings or mental health issues or depression or if you're being bullied or any of that it's like get help please reach out reach out to me if you're listening to this and you have a problem I know firsthand what it's like to have somebody so close to you in your life take their own life and you don't get it back we only get one life so please know that it's precious and you're here for a reason you're here for a purpose and just please reach out if you need that kind of help and I hope that everyone out there can be those kinds of leaders that are going to do their best to just be that shoulder, be that hand to hold, be that person to encourage other people to get the help that they need. And to RIP Twitch, thank you for the 40 years you did give us on this earth and just what a wonderful light you really were. And I have to believe too that maybe you're having some great conversations out there with God and Jesus being like, it just was too hard. It was too much. And I believe we have a merciful God that's, that's giving you a big old hug. Just know that you are very missed on this earth. And may your story save another person's life. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leader Sips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.